0: This is episode seventy-eight of the Popcast.
1: Welcome to the Popcast, a weekly podcast all about pop culture in three regular segments. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman.
0: All right, everybody, we are back for a very special Oscar show—the twenty twenty Oscars. (laughs) Yes, Maureen's awake.
1: I'm awake. You're welcome.
0: The 2020 Oscars just wrapped up, and we are jumping on a podcast right away. It is 1140 at night. And oh, my gosh. You shouldn't
1: have told me that.
0: We we watched them give out 24 awards tonight, but there is one more still to give, and that is the Oscar for Best Wife, and it goes to Maureen.
1: Yeah. I would like to give a very long and rambly speech. No, I'm just
0: kidding. So the big winner of the night, right? let's not bury the lead, Parasite, yeah, amazing. the South Korean film, won Best Picture in a... Huge upset, I would say. I think most people predicted 1917 might win, and it really won very few awards tonight. So let me just run down the big winners of the night, and then I have a couple things I want to go through, and then we'll keep this short. So in case you need your water cooler talking points for how to talk about the Oscars today, when you're listening to this on Monday, you'll have them. So first of all, the winner for Best Picture, as we said, was Parasite. The winner for Best Director was Bong Joon-ho, the director of Parasite. Many people thought Sam Mendes might win for 1917. He's He'd won the DGA Award, the Director's Guild Award, and usually those two line up, but Sam Mendes did not win. The winner for Best Actor went to Joaquin Phoenix. The winner for Best Actress went to Renee Zellweger. The winner for Best Supporting Actor went to Brad Pitt. The winner for Best Supporting Actress went to Laura Dern. I think... All four of those were widely predicted, so not much in the way of surprise there with the acting winners. And then Best Screenplay went to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. That was original screenplay. And then Adapted Screenplay went to Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. I have seen seven and a quarter of the Best Picture nominees. Maureen and I started The Irishman. We watched about 45 minutes of it. I will probably finish it at some point, Maureen said. Go on without me. Yeah,
1: but Josh did not feel the need to finish it before the Oscars. And that's saying something for him.
0: No, because we had a choice. We had one more night to watch something in our new movie theater. And I thought, should we finish The Irishman or should I have Maureen watch Parasite? We watched Parasite. I'm Which glad was that, awesome. I'm glad I showed it to her. Now, Maureen, the content of the movie, I think you were a little bit iffy on. But you said the story itself was really interesting.
1: Yeah, so we watched it last night. And... It's streaming, right? Yes, it is. is. Yeah.
0: We, We just rented it.
1: Okay. My take on Parasite is this. I feel like it's the most unique thing I've watched in maybe the past several years. And so that's what had me hooked. It was not a very predictable story. And because it is an international film, it gave insights into a completely separate culture and like a different kind of class struggle than maybe we see in america although maybe similar in some ways I, it was just very interesting and thought provoking it is very dark which is not usually my jam so i just had a hard time because we finished it pretty late last night as well and i was like uh now i don't want to go to bed like it's the, you know it's one of those kind of like make you think and it's just dark is the best way i can describe it it's not like if it, you had
0: to assign a genre to it what would you say it is because I don't I don't think you sh- I don't think people if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend seeing it. But I don't think you should know too much about it going in. Yeah. But what I mean, what is it? It's not really a thriller. A thr- I mean, it's sort of like a dark comedy in some I places. Say
1: Thriller slash dark comedy because okay. it's not horror, but it right. might be thriller.
0: Yeah. OK, that makes sense.
1: I do not like scary things and I could handle this.
0: Yeah, it's not scary, scary, but there are some tense moments, I, yeah. I should say. And, and it is the basic- not for children. No, not for children. It's rated R. I would say generally the premise of the movie is that it's about class struggle in South Korea and it's really interesting and I think that was what made the win for Best Picture so monumental. It's the first film not in the English language to win Best Picture. A lot of people thought Roma might win last year. That obviously did not happen and so this you know, was a huge moment in the Oscar history. I I think that there'll be articles written and written about this because it's such a big deal and the fact that it won other major awards like Best Director and it also won Best Original Screenplay just goes to show you that maybe the academy is progressing
1: it just was very 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 original it felt like nothing else in any of these categories and nothing we've seen before Where, like as the irishman we tried to watch and i was like why are we watching the same type of actors play the same type of roles like we've seen this the guy is a working class man he joins the mob he does bad things i mean i'm i know that the acting performances were all good and the movie was well made but like it's not
0: original right exactly so i want to just talk up through the oscar ceremony a little bit here first of all overall thoughts on the show there was no host again which did you was thi- fine yeah you didn't so miss the
1: host in the slightest i didn't
0: miss it either so it opened with janelle monet who came out and did she started with a beautiful day in the neighborhood singing that in this sort of weird you know mr rogers-esque opening and then she shifted to i don't know what that song was maybe it was an original song what did you think of her opening performance?
1: I liked her a lot. Um, the costumers should be fired from the first <laughs> – basically, like, the, the first second she walked on stage, they had given her this jacket, which she wore for literally a second and then had to take it off. She had a hard time getting it off, and then one of her buttons on her costume, like, right around her bra area popped open, and, like, she noticed it, and good for her. She fixed it in real time, but, like, it was just a struggle, Her the first minute of her performance – She was struggling and she handled it really well. But as an actor, you know that feeling of being like, oh, crap, crap, crap. Instead of thinking about what you're singing or where you're performing, you're thinking about how do I fix my shirt? How do I get my jacket? Like once she got over those hurdles, which I think she handled smoothly, again, the costumers were not doing her any favors. I'm sure they weren't doing it on purpose, but that should have been seamless.
0: But her performance overall, I thought it was. Then she got into like the more like
1: modern number and it was she was really feeling it. Yeah. And I thought
0: the audience liked it as well. So I think I agree with you. The no host thing didn't really matter. The show seemed to move pretty quickly. It was about three and a half hours long Who were your total. favorite
1: um, announcers? Like who are your favorite people who...
0: I think people who are comedians do the best job.
1: I thought Maya Rudolph, Rudolph and Kristen Wiig were the funniest. Yeah, well, we'll get, to,
0: we'll get to them in a second when we talk about our best moment from the show because I have a couple nominees. But the other thing I want to talk about just generally with the award show before we move on to these couple categories that I want to go through. So the Oscars has traditionally had a problem with diversity in its nominees. And then, you know, both in, in race and in gender, you know, this year there was a lot said about how there were no female nominees for best director, despite there being some really great works from female directors, including little women, which was nominated for best picture, but not best director. But the show itself seems to have a lot of people who come out who are people of color, who are women, and they speak very, on point about these issues you know they 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 don't make it you know unclear that they're upset by the fact that there are no women nominated for best director or that there are lack of diverse nominees in the acting categories so i think that's a good thing that they're pointing it out but isn't it a little bit awkward that the academy awards produces this show and then they bring people on stage who
1: well it makes me wonder why are there not nominees why are there not more diverse nominees why because isn't it other actors and actresses and,
0: I and think it has cinematographers to do with, and directors yeah. who are voting? I think it has to do with the makeup of the Academy, which is a body of about 8,000 people, and the most of the people in the Academy are, are men, and a lot of them are white men over the age of 50 or 60 really yeah and and despite the fact that they are sort of trying to introduce new people into the academy to sol- help solve this problem they haven't done it yet and it's going to be but something that changes over past time it's
1: also too about what films like have the budget to like
0: showcase yes. themselves for the yes. Oscars there so, is like, a lot about be... there is a lot about sort of campaigning and this is something that was really started in 1999 the Oscars then when Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan and that was a huge upset at the time. And that was something that was amazing. Well, it's a good movie, but I think the achievement of saving private Ryan, everybody thought surely this is going to win. It's, you know, back in the day, war movies were particularly well liked by awards voters, but Harvey Weinstein, who we won't touch that subject, but, He was sort of instituted this idea of campaigning for a movie, and he really pushed Shakespeare in Love, and that was likely the reason that it won Best Picture. And so now there is this idea that these companies will pay millions and millions of dollars to host screenings and and sort of wine and dine the voters. So that
1: makes my question, like, do smaller budget films not stand a chance and are more diverse films smaller budget I don't know the answer yeah, to that it
0: could be I think it's good that people mention these things at the Oscars and when they're on stage and they have a platform but it's weird yeah but it that does
1: seem like the academy could fix this
0: they they should do more to try to fix this in the next couple of years as opposed to the next well, couple of it's decades like, are
1: are there just not enough diverse candidates? Do we need to be giving more people jobs? Like, do I we need to give more women part of it. director jobs and more, you know, diverse races, jobs on films? Is it more that just they haven't had the opportunity yeah. to work in Hollywood? That's a longer fix, probably. Right? Right. Does it need to come down to, like, we're giving more educational opportunities, like we're mentoring more young,
0: diverse people? Oh, I'm sure it, it's people. part of that, yeah. Um, but here's my question. Take Greta Gerwig, for example. If she had directed... Joker or The Irishman or you know any of these other movies especially the ones nominated for best director if she, if she had directed it in the same style would she have been nominated for best director or would they've have have said no I I'm just I'm just curious like if she had directed in the same style that they got nominated for would a woman get nominated or is it more like is it really the She's problem been with nominated the woman before. She did she got nominated for Lady Bird but I was just curious as to whether or not you know the idea of a woman directing is the problem or is it that people aren't responding to the stories they're telling even if they are good because of the makeup of the academy so i think there's two different problems there so i'm not yeah. really sure what the answer is all right well let's leave that there for now and let's get into some of the more fun things before we wrap up our conversation i i pulled out a couple things i want to talk about and i'm going to give you nominees in these categories so the first one i picked out was the best speech of the night and i only had two nominees cuz honestly most of the speeches pretty, were not were pretty memorable standard yeah but the two that I picked out that we can choose from unless you have an another one you want to write in here Bong Joon-ho was up there four times for I'm going to drink awards.
1: tonight yes
0: so he, but I, specifically I want to talk about his speech for best director you know a lot of times when people get up there and they talk about the other nominees in the category who they just beat it seems very like forced like maybe I, I need to say something about these people
1: no he very much I, I mean you could tell that like Scorsese was like his, like one true of his influence. idols. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I really liked that. He made a point to thank the other directors in the category and sort of recognize their influence on his work, especially Scorsese and, and Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. So I really liked his speech. And then the other one that I picked out was Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor. Yes. I think that the content of his speech was pretty good. He is an awkward person when he's on stage in front of a lot of people, it seems. And Maureen even pointed out, looked like maybe he was on something. It was a little strange. I mean, I doubt he was, but it just sort of came off that way.
1: What he was saying was very heartfelt. I think he was trying to make some good points about, you know, like humanity being better to each other, to our environment, to the animals. But his delivery was just a little like hard to watch like you were like are you okay up there is it just that you like don't exactly know where you're going but i don't think that was it i think he was very passionate about what he was saying
0: so of those did you have another one that you can even remember
1: um laura Dern's i thought was pretty good okay
0: yeah that was pretty good she talked about her parents that was was a little
1: more generic but it was very heartfelt you could tell this like meant a lot to her
0: so of those, that, can you pick out one that you like the most?
1: I mean, I guess I'll go with Bong Joon-ho.
0: Yeah. That, that was what, what I would go with as well. Okay. So best moment of the night. I picked out a couple nominees here. I'm going to read them to you, and you can tell me if you have a write-in or what you think is Do we have the a worst moment. moment of the night? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's coming because, Don't worry. That's right. coming up. So best moment into the unknown performance. So this is a song from Frozen 2, nah. and the thing that I liked about it was that not only did Adina Menzel sing, but they had people from all around the world who have dubbed the song in yeah, other cool. languages come out and sing the song as well.
1: We did also have some great jokes around this about John Travolta's mishap of introducing Adina Menzel years ago. Yeah, with the last Adele time for Frozen. Dazeem. Yeah, pretty great. Adele Nazim, whatever it Dazeem, was. Dazeem, yeah,
0: Adele Nazim. Yeah. Okay, so the next best moment nominee, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph coming out and presenting. That was I loved it. The next best moment nominee. The Cynthia Erivo performance. Yeah, she was great. The next nominee is the Utkarsh Ambudkar rapping recap. Oh, yeah. This is a guy who we recognized, and then we looked him up, and we realized he was in a movie we watched called Brittany Runs a Marathon. Really funny guy. He came out and did sort of like a midway rap that sort of recapped the evening so far. And, and based on what he said, it sounded like it was written during the performance he which clearly is pretty had cool
1: some elements that he had written before about right. like song performances or things that were coming up in the other years but then he had inserted all of these like real-time moments into it i loved it i, I thought it was, it was great really good.
0: i actually kind of wish it had come towards the end and lin-manuel miranda did this a couple of years ago at the tonys and it was really cool at the end of the show but i thought it was great i thought this guy was really good and then the last thing i'll point out is the best moment really for me not so much for you they showed Sersha Ronan on screen no less than seven times which is great work by the directing if team. If you're going to
1: mention her then you have to mention my dreambo Leo. I mean
0: they showed him a lot of times but you know he's famous. He's way more famous than her. But they showed her a bunch and at previous award shows she was almost non-existent <laughs> which was unacceptable. Okay so of those which would you pick for your best moment?
1: I think mine was Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph introducing the costume award. They basically were like we're going to sing about it and they did this acapella medley of hilarious songs that had to do with clothing
0: yeah they were great they were great i i would go with the utkarsh Ambudkar rapping yeah. recap i thought that was really fun but i i agree and wigg and Maya i think that were great.
1: utkarsh even mentioned this in his rap but i think that the academy is trying to bring in more diverse announcers and more diverse performers when they can and he mentioned that um and you know making in making fun of it um but i liked that i liked having him up there and you know sharing a little bit of his style and his talent and it was cool
0: yeah okay Onto Best One Liner, and then we'll wrap things up with the worst moment of the night, which I think will be our favorite category. Okay, so Best One Liner, I wrote down three. I mean, I'm sure there were more than this, but I wrote down three. The first one was Josh Gad came out and presented for, you know, he was introducing Adina Menzel to sing her song, and he he said, you know, the next performer is Adina Menzel, pronounced exactly as it is spelled, Mm -hmm. which was a certain dig at John Travolta, who, as Maureen pointed out, said Adele Dezim when he introduced her several years ago for Frozen 1. Okay, so the winner for sound editing, I didn't write down his name, but he was talking about his wife, and he said, you know, he was giving her all this praise and and saying how great she was, and he said, you know, you gave up your career so that I could have my career, which is such a nice thing to say and such a nice thing for someone to do, and he said you raised our kids well because neither of them are politicians. Mm -hmm. So that That was pretty good. And then the last one I wrote down was after Bong Joon-ho won for best international feature, he said, you know, he mostly speaks in Korean. He's not fluent in English, although he does know some things. And he has a translator. But he did say in English to wrap up his speech, I'm ready to drink tonight, which I thought was pretty great. It was in a very Ovechkin moment. Yes. Yes. Okay. So of those which of those best one-liner of the night
1: mine is rogue it's whoa, not whoa. one of those a write-in nominee a write-in nominee okay olivia coleman who won best actress last yes, year for or the best supporting best actress best actress and she came out and said like you know last year was the best night of my husband's life <laughs> which she said he has said multiple times And then she pauses and she goes and I've given birth three times, so he still says last year at the Oscars was the best night of his life, not any of his three children being born into the world or getting married. So That's I funny. thought that was funny. That's funny.
0: I think the one that I laughed at most was the Adina Menzel line. Yeah, it was Because good. I, I figured that they were going to mention it at some point that John Travolta came out and butchered her name last time. But yeah, I did like that Olivia Coleman one too. Okay, so you're going to go with Olivia Coleman. Yes. And I will go with Josh Gad's line about Adina Menzel. All right, last category before we give our overall grade of the show. The worst moment of the night. I will say the Oscars this year were pretty boring, like the actual production of the show. But I wrote down several.
1: There were several head scratcher moments where I was like screaming at the TV (laughs) and being like, why is this happening?
0: Okay, so first nominee for worst moment. Chrissy Metz singing I'm Standing With You.
1: No, I, 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 mean, I didn't love the performance, but I wouldn't say that was well, a worst. Just
0: saying, we fast forwarded through a lot of that. Yeah, performance.
1: I, yeah, but I wouldn't say that. It's just a nominee. It's just it's a not nominee. like a worst moment. I just didn't particularly okay. like the performance.
0: Another best original song performance from Randy Newman. Maureen, yeah,
1: also just didn't like the performance, but that's not, not, a not in my of... top two of weird horrible
0: moments. Okay, the next one, Renee Zellweger's speech sort of seemed to go off the rails a little bit. A little
1: head scratcher. She was trying to have a poignant moment,
0: but it was like really convoluted. (laughs) That's that's a nice way of putting it. (laughs) Okay, next nominee for worst moment of the night. We had another musical performance.
1: Yes, this is one of mine. What is happening here?
0: And they basically did a montage of how movies have you know made songs huge or songs in movies have become huge after they were in the movie a lot of nice moments you can relive breakfast club and say anything and you know lots of great movie musical moments and then they showed this really long clip of eminem in the movie eight mile and then you're like okay well yeah i remember this song lose yourself from that movie i i I heard it he won an oscar for it in 2002 and then
1: he came out and performed it the whole song why and with no explanation yeah. literally no explanation josh was like well it's been like 18 years yeah i was amazing? like is it
0: are they just celebrating like the 18th anniversary so apparently i did there's no no reasoning why he was actually there tonight but i did see he tweeted after the award ceremony that you know, thank you for having me. I'm sorry, it took me 18 years to come to the Academy Awards because when he won for that song in 2002, he did not show up for whatever reason. I don't know, too cool yeah, for school. But still,
1: they needed to have some kind of introduction or context as to why we were sitting through this. None site. whatsoever. And it could have been like, hey, everyone, we needed three extra minutes in our time this year. <laughs> but they really didn't. They really I, didn't it need was three weird. extra minutes. It was weird. It was a good performance, but it was weird.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a fine performance, but the whole thing was weird. And Just watch the performance on YouTube. I'll I'll link it if I can in the show notes because watch the reactions of the people in the audience, especially Martin Scorsese, who looked like he (laughs) didn't know what was going on and looked like he'd never heard. Some
1: people were like singing along.
0: Yeah, but Martin Scorsese looked like he'd never heard a piece of rap in his life. Okay, two more nominees. First one is James Corden and Rebel Wilson. As cats, I mean, it was horrendous. Giving the award for visual effects, so they came out dressed as their characters from the movie Cats, which was largely derided in the critical and popular community. And they came out and they gave the award for visual effects. It was so silly. But they did
1: a cute bit with like attacking the microphone like cats. That
0: was fine. That was fine. Yeah, (laughs) if you have a cat, you know that cats attack everything. I will say that I saw this tweet on Twitter afterwards that I thought was hilarious, which is James Corden. It's a picture of the people receiving the award for best visual effects. James Corden and Rebel Wilson are standing behind them in these ridiculous cat costumes. And the tweet said, imagine working your whole life for this beautiful Oscar moment. And then there are two people dressed as cats (laughs) standing right behind you, which just made no sense. Okay. The last worst moment of the show, unless Maureen has a nominee here is they did this thing throughout the night where they had someone, somewhat famous, introduce someone else they who only was famous. They did it once. No, they did it three times. The, the guy in the balcony from 1917 yeah, introduced introduce? someone else who came out to introduce. He introduced Olivia Coleman, who then came out and introduced the winner okay, for best actor. Okay, the
1: Lin-Manuel one was the most egregious. Yeah. So
0: the, the basically throughout the show they did because this couple he introduced
1: times. not a category. He introduced nothing. <laughs> he introduced the thing that was confusing about the songs that ended in Eminem. So you had. You had Anthony Ramos come out and be like, I'm Anthony Ramos. This is my first time at the Oscars. i in the so aisle excited. of the audience. Uh, yeah, in the Heights. Yeah, it's going to be great. Hamilton was amazing. And now here's Lin-Manuel. What? <laughs> Why did Lin-Manuel need an introduction? None of the other amazingly famous and talented people like Lin-Manuel. I'm not not saying he's not talented, but no one else had gotten an introduction up to this point. And then Lin-Manuel came out and was like, yes, amazing songs. Songs make movies. Movies make songs. They're intertwined. And here's a montage. Montage. And then Eminem. It was, it was, that was my worst moment. That was your worst moment of the whole show? Yeah. It bothered me a lot.
0: Maureen did comment that when Elton John came out to play, the very famous Elton John, he did not even get an introduction. No,
1: they didn't even say, "And here's Elton John." (laughs) They just let him play.
0: Yeah, that was that was bad. I I I think my worst moment was the Eminem part, not because the performance was bad, it was was so bizarre. Yeah. And actually, let's just loop in Eminem and the Anthony Ramos stuff because they all ran together. It was all the same segment. Yeah, they could have just cut that whole segment out and it would have been fine. It was weird. But overall, Maureen, let's wrap this up. Give your overall grade for the show. You made it. You you stayed up the whole time. I this did is, take a
1: nap this afternoon.
0: Yes, very good. This is based on the winners, both the winners that you saw, their gonna, speeches, yeah, and right. then your enjoyment of the show yeah, overall. I get it. Your grade.
1: Okay. <laughs> I get the concept. Okay. Do you want to explain to me what else it covers? Yes.
0: Here's how you grade <laughs> the Oscars.
1: Overall, though, including this and this and this. um, I give it a solid B+. Okay. I think it was very safe. entertaining show
0: yeah i would say the production of it was safe but the awards were were a little bit interesting especially with the the parasite parasite,
1: if it hadn't have won three awards already if it had just won best picture it would have been like oh my gosh what an upset nobody saw this coming but after he won like three other times you were like Parasite's probably gonna win this
0: i you know i still thought 1917 might win but really yeah because you know it won a lot of the precursor awards the ones that sort of predict the Oscar so I was still surprised that Parasite won I mean I'm happy that it won I think it was what I'll say about Parasite is that even if you don't love the movie content wise it is one of the most smartly put together movies I said this to Maureen last night it is one of those movies where you, you watch it and you think, there's not really anything that I would cut out of this movie. It it flows very well. It is very smart. And there are some movies you watch and they just, The Irishman, three and a half hours long, they're, even in the first 45 minutes that we watched, you, you're like, we could have cut half that out. And it would have still made sense. Parasite, from beginning to end, every part influences another part and it's just a really well-told contained story so if you haven't watched it we're not going to do teasers this week our but teaser is parasite yeah watch go, go watch it go rent it it's definitely worth watching really interesting film and i'm happy that it won best picture all right, Maureen, anything else on the Oscars 2020? No. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with a regular episode, and we will talk to you then. You can leave us
1: feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash We would love to hear from you. You can also reach us by emailing podcast at vernacularpodcast.com.
0: Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. This is episode 78 of the Popcast special Oscars edition. It's the Oscars, baby, 2020. You watched the Oscars, and we did too. This is episode 78 of the Popcast. The 2020 Oscars are in the book, and so is this podcast.